What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into another episode of the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Well, we weren't lying to you guys. We said we would come to you if we had a commit or once we had a commit, and that we do, but it's not who we actually intended. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Learn. And Noah will go semi-shorter on this one than we usually do. We'll have this one be the lead topic. As we know, in the last one, we talked about Langston Wilson being about an 80% chance of happening. Like I said, when we came back to everybody, we thought we'd have him in the bag, maybe more. And like I said, it's not it's not Langston Wilson. We'll dive into Langston and his situation currently. But no, we did land someone on our list, and he's one of the most recent players on our list. We'll dive into him right away. That is one guard, Trey Miller. We've already dove into Trey Miller uh, whenever, you know, on previous pods of the interest in that regard. But now we officially have him. No, let's dive in a little bit more of one Trey Miller. Yeah, this is the first domino for us. Um, been waiting for the first one to fall for a while now. It's been a – we thought eventually somewhere in April, towards the end of April, we might get one. Um, but with the new – obviously the addition to Jaron's Howard, everybody wanted to get on the same, same page and stuff like that. Um, but this is a guy as a true freshman, averaged 10 points a game, three rebounds, three assists on 46 and a half per – 46.5% field goal percentage. He shot 30% from three, only attempted 43s last year. So um, had a hot, almost had 100 assists, got 45 steals as a true freshman from Houston, Texas area. Um, this is a guy where has a lot of eligibility, a lot of upside. Um, I know some people aren't big fans because he's from coming from Incarnate Word, um, the Southland Conference, that's a lowly conference, but um, I love the eligibility and the upside this guy can bring. I know he can score. So excited for it. First, like I said, first domino that falls and uh, just love the eligibility and the potential he can he can bring to the table. Yeah, and – there are even tweets saying, oh, yeah, here on May 8th, you get your first guy of five. And we've talked endlessly over the last month or more. So, well, really, since the season ended, which was two months ago, that transfer portal is so large that it needs to, you know, things need to happen quickly. And it, it has took us to this point. And we do hope that now that it is the first year, the dominoes do start to fall. And, and we've been told that it will fall. We should, and we'll dive into something here. We might Something else might break while we're on this pod. So they will definitely start rolling in here. Yeah, Trey is interesting because, like I said, we, we talked about him on the thread. His, his family, who we followed, his mother, uh, really big on Twitter, followed us back, likes all of our stuff. We kind of got an indication – through that, you know, she was re she retweeted our previous pod, and we were talking about Trey. And uh, even before this happened, we were going to talk about it, even if we didn't land on the day. We were going to come to you guys whenever we officially got somebody. And Trey did release his final five recently. It had us, Drake, uh, Pacific, Longwood, and Western Kentucky. I'm blank. I'm not looking at it right now. I don't know if Longwood's on there, but. Uh, those were his final five, and we know we'll get to a Drake landed somebody recently that might have took them out of that. So it kind of gave us a good feeling that we, you know, obviously, you know, if anybody was anybody, they'd choose Drake over SIU. That's clearly not crazy. It's like I, somebody should, but we knew out of the other teams that we had a really good chance and that's what it was. And 
Yeah, you know, and we've been watching tape on all the guys we've been in on over this time. And what things that stuck out with Trey is not only was he a true freshman, yeah, that can score over 10 points and do three and three and shoot efficiently. Uh, but the fact that he's he's unbelievable in the paint and his physique is filled out incredibly for just a true, true freshman. I mean, a body that you think would fill out over the course of time when you get into a college weight room, uh, you know, and it's ironic because once we tweet about his commitment today, Colton Susan, who we know is the strength and conditioning guy for basketball, liked it. Uh, so he, I'm sure, can't wait to get his hands on Trey as well and even refine more of that uh, as it as it goes, you know, over time here. But the thing is with Trey is he's he will shoot the occasional three, and that is the biggest con of his game, no doubt. 30% three-point shooter on those limited attempts. So you think, you know, that is what's great about him being a, a, a freshman. He's got three more years to groom a three-point game. You would think some, and especially if you're a guard, as we know, in the game of basketball, you have to be able to shoot. So, and, you know, on his tape, he can hit the corner three if his teammates find him. I mean, he'll hit the open shot. He's just not going to shoot a whole lot of them, but he will finish in the paint with these. He's got a good float game. He uses the glass. Uh, everybody, and well, actually, we might, I might actually uh, tag the transfer tape thing to get people adjust of him potentially uh, to let them see how he, he does play. Cause you're right. It, it wouldn't be the sexiest get in the world. Someone from coming from incarnate word, but we've talked endlessly who's going to fit next to X. And it's like, you know, a lot of people have come and gone to this point and we knew yes, with Trey's eligibility and the potential that he could fit next to X. I mean, he started 28 of 31 games for incarnate word and, um, the fact that he's already above 10 points as a freshman, if he was like, if we were getting somebody, obviously from incarnate word and in general, and he was averaging three points as a freshman, but he just wanted the Leafs to go somewhere else. I think we'd be definitely saying, eh, we don't know about this one, but if he's already averaging 10 points, you know, he's got it in him to score. And that's the positive. So he's six, two. And if he gets in the paint, he's, he's going to score. He's going to use his frame and his strength to get in there and get points. It's just knowing that we would have liked to see shooters and Noah, we're thinking at some point we'll fill in the three spots. That will be a, uh, potential shooter we know xavier's got it in him and we don't know the development of clarence to this next season what he can do from three no that was one of our biggest issues last year was shooting but also it was scoring and you take marcus and lance's scoring off trey comes in here with potential of 10 or more points that's good need to fill out the next two spots we'll get into another one that could potentially fill that spot but no what other pros or cons do you see of trey's game here they like said some things that iron out there I did of what he can do in terms of the paint. We like to see him shoot a little bit more and thinking that X can carry the load in the backcourt on defense. Like we've said, we want to maybe or not maybe definitely sacrifice a little bit of defense for offense and hopefully Trey can put the ball in the basket a lot for us this year. And if he can do it as a true sophomore, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that definitely means we'll be set up for a while the rest of his career, knowing that he could put the ball in the basket. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a guy where, We've talked about it. Sometimes this this team needs to look to sacrifice a little bit of defense to find that offense. And I definitely think Trey is that guy. I think he can he can create his own shot. So that's a that's one of the things we've lacked on this team for a while. Guys that are able to score off the dribble and uh, create their own shots. So Trey can definitely do that. He can hit the mid range, pull up mid range, and get to the rim. Um, but I'm sure once he gets here. We can work on that three and maybe if he's going to shoot, if we can get him to shoot more threes and stay around that 30, low 30s, get up into 32% range, 
that'd be really nice. I mean, he's 81% from the line. Like I said, he a steal and a half a game. So um, he's going to play some defense once he gets here. So really the biggest upside for him, three years of eligibility to get him. I love I love looking to get guys with eligibility through the portal right now, trying to replenish um, this roster because um, you just lost guys that were here for four years. So we need to find some that will be here for at least two or more years. And I, I really like this start. Yeah, and we've said that we'll take maybe one grad transfer potentially, but we do want guys because we want guys to fill out once X is gone and whoever else that we just want more of a foundation. You just lost two-thirds of your first core and, you know, program-changing players. You need to find those next guys that can carry the baton, and you don't want to keep just bringing in one-year guys year after year. I mean, that does nobody any good. You know, it's you don't want to do too many spots with guys like that. You can have a couple – but definitely want to have more guys who have two or more years left than not. I'm glad you mentioned the one, one and a half steals because I mentioned sacrificing, but even if it's a little bit, you know how aggressive Lance was that if Trey's not as aggressive on defense, but he can still walk into a steal, get in the passing lanes. That's great. Uh, and yeah, his assist turnover ratio was good. Uh, yeah. 96 assists two only 69 turnovers. And you mentioned the free throw shooting. That's big as well. You know, Lance, What's weird was Lance, he didn't shoot overall great, but he actually improved a lot from the, at the free throw line this past year. So it's good to know that we'll get a guy that can hit a lot, a lot of them. And I mentioned he can get in the paint and he'll be able to draw a lot of fouls and be able to get there. And even 12 of 40, we mentioned 30% from three. I mean, Xavier didn't shoot. I mean, he shot actually more threes than definitely what we thought he would. But this is kind of like X to where – uh, you know, when he does shoot, then you're confident he can go in if he shoots him at a relatively, you know, okay clip. And that's the thing. So, again, our backcourt, if Trey starts, I think you go get a guy that has this production already that can start. We know there's still four spots to fill. You never know how roles can play out. And we were talking before, can't sell Trey Miller on being the, you know, the backup point guard and sixth man. If you initially sell him on as being a starter, and who knows how the summer plays out to where he can definitely be a starter or come off the bench, whatever works for the team. And I think that's what everybody would want in general. But again, he started 28 of 31 for Incarnate Word. He's looking to start, and I'm thinking that's what he's going to earn over time here. So definitely a really good get. In general, we were talking, you know, anybody could commit and we would like it. To an extent, that'd be the case. We knew that they were going to, you know, not get anybody to where we wouldn't have felt that way anyway. We knew they were going to get talented guys. And we mentioned five spots. All of them aren't going to be the sexiest, no matter where they come from. And in general, they're all not going to be potentially of, you know, the higher levels. We know that's not the case. We know we do want one or two of those guys. And you fill out guys like Trey from smaller schools that have the production and the eligibility that could fit right in. So it's awesome having Trey do this today. Like I said, his production should hopefully carry over. We would like to see that fit next to Xavier Johnson uh, next season, thinking that that will be the case. And like that, it was the first time we're going to fall, and here we are. He committed earlier today around 2 o'clock. So we were all over that, all over Twitter. Everybody go check it out and go see his post. About four hours ago, it was a good one. So he said, first domino, looking to see what follows Trey Noah and We'll segue in general to uh, the the next one. I mean, you know, we like we said, we've kind of been steered wrong at times with certain guys. We know that, and we have good sources amongst different you know resources, different avenues, and we're thinking there's one. You know, to our knowledge, there is one coming up next. It's just a matter of who. 
we'll get into the one we've talked about that's what's the holdup on it potentially. But no, let's dive into a name that's also on our thread of most recent as well. That's one Jared Hensley. Everybody keep an eye out for that name. We've heard that that is the next domino to drop potentially that he that Noah Wright, he, he's been visiting. And we'll get into a little bit of details more once he commits. We're not talk about him as much right now. I'll let you dive into potential of that because uh, I think it, it is worth mentioning here before it potentially happens. Uh, we've been hearing word on his name for sure. Like I say, you don't have to dive in into him too much of him because we will once he commits. And it very well could be while we're on this. You never know. But Noah, him, Jared Hensley, and then you can dive in initially to maybe what the holdup is with Langston Wilson. Yeah, I definitely think Jared um... – Things should be happening, like you said. It could be tonight. Um, heard it could have been last night. I expected it to be today, but expecting this could be done soon. Expecting that. Um, I've heard that the staff is just waiting on his commitment. So this is a guy where just a little tidbit on him. Six eight junior um, from Cincinnati. Originally followed his coach Wes Miller from UNC Greensboro. So this is a guy that would fit that four spot where Mark's the mass played for four years. So that could be your potential new four. So he, he has uh, been on campus is what I've been told. Um, there is no post of that. He didn't make no post. So um, we are told things, another one's coming. It's falling into place. They like how things are shaping up. This is a big week ahead for Saluki basketball. So um, Jared is potentially the next one to fall. Then you did mention one Langston Wilson, which we, after seeing he was visiting and seeing his post, really wanted him. But he's going to visit, uh, making another visit to Purdue Fort Wayne. Um, this is one where kind of unusual hearing things like he wants a, a decent size NIL deal. Um, but he's he's he visited us, he visited UT Arlington. Now he's going to be. Um, visiting Purdue Fort Wayne and this is a guy that scored as a senior coming from one of the top one be the being one of the top Juco guys two points a game I just don't see where he's expecting to get this big NIL deal um it's just been weird I mean it went from visiting us and he deleted his Iona his Iona visit post um to saying tweeting out his recruitment his recruitment is 100% open to deleting that tweet this guy just kind of went off the, kind of went off the deep end where he wants his recruiting. So, I'd say anybody that's asking for a big, big NIL deal and expecting one like this guy, um, Brian Mullins, is just going to cross him off our list, and we're going to move to the next, which we kind of did, I think, with Jared Hensley bringing him in over the weekend and potentially getting him to commit this week. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because we did love Langston. You watch his tape again, you just know that his athleticism plays big time in the Missouri Valley. And it's and you're right, as soon as we posted the because uh, we didn't see his the pictures that he posted until after we posted the podcast uh, that day. We did it the 28th. We posted on the 29th, and that's when he posted the pictures of him, which is uh, kind of the same as what Trey posted with that that big chain. But Langston did get a picture with all staff members, and we we remember talking about the when he was riding around with Jarrett's and talking to uh, people in Saluki Insider getting an interview. Like we thought it was on the cuff, and 
you would think that Langston would know the potential of NIL before he would even, you know, use up his time to come here. And uh, it, it would stink that he would see everything that we would have to offer in every regard. And then all of a sudden say, Hey, I want this number of NIL. And it's like, you know, I don't know what he would have gotten at Washington. Washington had would have a decent amount of NIL to go around, but we know his production there. And I know, you know, he's deeming himself coming from that school, going to a mid-major that he sees himself as someone that would deserve that. And, you know, we go, we go back to the realistic reasons here of everybody needing to be realistic. And we were trying to narrow down the numbers. Um, we know the NIL collective, Fulbright U is here. And however that's shaping up, that uh, who knows what the number is? Because Marcus and Lance are making 100 and 200,000 in their respective Big Ten schools. What do you think people here of even this caliber of one year guy would be making. We were trying to narrow like maybe a max of $45,000. I mean, we don't know what kind of money's being thrown around here. Like that's just an initial number. We don't want to dive too much into that, but it's just like, man, come on. Like again, maybe he wasn't seeing it enough and not being a factor of Washington. He wants to see it here in his last year. It's understandable, but man, know where you're coming to. I mean, that that's the thing. And that's what it appears yet yeah, we have heard is the hold up. Uh, and then he all of a sudden had this Purdue Fort Wayne visit. So he's trying to look to see who's going to offer him the most money. But again, I, I'm I'm shocked that he would feel this way after the visit. He should have known what he was getting himself into before he took the visit. So that's that one's still on standby. Clearly, he would have committed to us by now with almost a short amount of teams in on him. You mentioned deleting tweets, deleting posts about things. So it's like we thought we had it in the bag here. And uh, it has kind of gone off the rails a little bit with that. And you're right. It's segue maybe to a Jared Hensley, which we're not complaining. Jared Hensley is the potentially better score. We mentioned Langston could come in here and score, but Jared could come in here and probably score more. And he's a year younger to give us two years of, two years of eligibility left. And we'll talk about if we land him, but it is weird with Langston hoping that could come to fruition, but we're, we're thinking, yeah, it's not going to happen to this point, which is again, unfortunate. So Noah moving on again now to, a guy we, I mean, Anthony Tipler, we mentioned top five list. We saw that close to a month ago, and we were on it. Uh, and that was almost three weeks ago. We were able to get in touch with DeAnthony uh, through Twitter DMs, talking to him about what his stand is and when he, we could see a potential decision time frame. because obviously that's not too crazy of us to do. And just mention him where, you know, potential and everything and he said probably still in the next two weeks he'll make his decision and oh we were flabbergasted because i understand it's a big decision top five uh, or final five that it would get to this point and we said sounds good appreciate the response good luck to him go dogs and he liked it back no but we're thinking as soon as we got trey miller who's a lot younger and average the same amount of points granted the anthony did it at etsu that it means we're kind of out on DeAnthony, but it was good to keep in touch with him. And we're thinking, again, the favorite should be Mississippi State. It's all a wait and see. Yeah, definitely think the the home home state school or uh, going back to where you originally came from, Coastal Carolina, probably the two favorites um, lined up pretty good for us to maybe get him. But it's a guy where – undersized but he can score the basketball didn't really know would have been a great addition if we still had a guy like Lance around and this is gonna be a six man that just can come in and really score the basketball but yeah probably officially out on him and and it looks like uh we moved on to a couple other guards to look at so 
to add to this depth because this is that's a guy that grad transfer he's going to look to start somewhere um not sure if he can do that at mississippi state so we'll see where he ends up that's the thing and that's why we thought we had to get a chance for him because he's not going to start there you never know i mean if he's a good scorer i don't know the status of mississippi state basketball over time here to where they'll just need mid-major guys to come in and fill voids potentially but uh it's weird if he would go back to coastal where he had been initially so we'll still keep an eye out for that one but yeah almost everybody can cross him off the list not showing a decision date two weeks no need to wait two weeks to know that he's not coming here so uh now no we'll, we'll get into other things that you've heard about uh potential other guys we'll get into a couple of 2023 guys here in a second but noah uh i can let you dive in i guess to the first 2023 guy that you see here in front of you after you mention things that you've heard about this other guard that's in the portal that knows somebody on our team that will be a pivotal piece for us next year, as we know. Yeah, we know we've been, been looking to add some guard depth. And uh, one Clarence Rupert um, was tweeting at his team, his former teammate, I'm trying to find it here. Jalen Murray, a 5'11 guard, two years of eligibility, 13 points a game, three rebounds, three assists, one steal, 36% from three, 14 career starts for him. He's a 2023 All-Mayak tourney team and Mayak All-Freshman former guy. This is a 5'11. Wonder what's going to happen there. Haven't heard a lot about this name, but potentially – could be in on him. I mean, 12 and a half points a game, two years of eligibility. You can bring him in and be that backup point guard, potentially at a smaller stature. I think that's a guy if Clarence has enough insurance. I mean, when Clarence quoted the tweet about him, he said, let's talk, bro. So maybe, maybe Clarence talked to the coaching staff and said, this, this is a guy I can go get. Yeah, and we, we looked into that kid a little bit. He can score. He is that undersized guy. But, again, now that we added Trey, their interest in, in more guards potentially and who could fill that spot. And, Noah, that segues us into other guys. We'll keep an eye out for, for Murray. and But we'll segue here to 2023 guys that we know we have a pretty decent shot at. Um, and, Noah, we'll start out with one that we've known about for a little bit here. A little more, it seems clearly more of like a – potential surefire thing because we just know a lot more information than on this next guy I'll let you dive into but no as we know Tyjon Brown Tijon Brown out of Texas and Kimball High School uh three-star point guard we talked about on the last one going head-to-head with Isaiah Collier who's going to USC to play with Bronny James uh initially you know we we knew that we had offered him we didn't know what the process was when he'd visit I'll let you dive into that here in a second and no we know he visited uh, his home state team of Corpus uh, Texas te- or Corpus Christi. We think, and that's still the favorite at this point, Noah, and we figured out an hour ago that he has his final five now, and we are on this with Oakland, McNeese, uh, the, uh, that one school I can't think of, UCM, and then Corpus. Central ahead, Missouri. Central Missouri. Okay. And, okay. And then, uh, as I mentioned, Corpus Christi. So, uh we should like our chances. Like I said, Corpus Christi should still be the favorite. I liked Tajon Brown a lot. I actually was just on his YouTube. He had a uh, a day in the life of him. It was like an hour long thing. Clearly, didn't watch it all. Watched a little bit of it. Uh, 
apparently he was once deemed a five-star. I'm not sure. We followed his mom on Twitter, uh, but as we know, he's still a three-star. We, we didn't know what the looks were going to be for him. But, no, it's good to see that we're in his final five, like I said. Maybe not the favorites, but thinking we could have a chance for him and he could fill in and fill that backup guard spot, like, we, like I said. But, again, no, maybe he took a visit here and hopefully he liked it. Then you hear that he was either on his way to make one or already did. And dive into what his decision date is. He picked that as well. Yeah, I'm not sure if he has visited or not, but this is a guy where sometimes we don't hear when he'll when or if he's visited or doesn't without proof of tweeting it or unless we hear it from somebody. But he'll be committing on Sunday, May 14th. So that's coming up. Um, not sure exactly. I would put money on. Texas A or Texas A name Corpus Christi at this team, a, a team that just made the tournament. I know they lost their coach, but um, he's only tweeted about visiting there. So it's hard to, I mean, guys can commit to places um, if they wanted to without visiting. But I mean, if you go by his edit, we have the biggest logo. So maybe that has something to do with it. I have no idea, but I think we, kind of moved our eyes on to other team another high school guy I can get into real quick um is is not on our thread this is a guy where I've kind of put the pieces together and have heard that this guy has visited his name is Sheridan Sharp he's a former Nickel State commit he's from Indianapolis Indiana Ben Davis High School 63 guard um this is one I think to keep an eye on um just a guy we can take 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 a chance on and I like his upside um, before he committed pretty early to Nickel State he had a Kent State Incarnate Word and IUPUI offer um, just probably one of those guys that committed a little too early and uh, changed his mind I think it's a guy we can take a chance on this is a pretty good guy I mean I would after the coaching change at Nickel State, he changed his mind. I mean, he's an Indiana All-Star point. He's 33-0 and state champion. I mean, a lot of guys we should be, um, at this rate, taking a chance on. I think this is a guy we could. Um, I like his 6'3 frame as a point guard, so um, I think that's a potential get here in the next week or so. Yeah, and that's good size of 6'3, different – uh, outlets have had different uh, heights, but I watched a little bit of a video on him in the same kind of way as Pajon with like a day in the life or an episode they were having with him and couldn't go wrong with either option. We were talking about Sheridan who's done a lot of winning in high school and you got guys like Kajan who are really talented and he has awesome defensive skills on some of his highlights and uh, couldn't go wrong with either one of them. And you're right, it was Sheridan because I segued into you with Tijon thinking he visited, but it was Sheridan we were talking about earlier. So you're right, and hopefully we wouldn't wait till Sunday just to see, or on Mother's Day just to see uh, Tijon go to Texas A&M Corpus Christi. But Sheridan, for sure, if we had him on campus and he's reopened his career, I think we have a better chance for him to this point for sure on his Twitter, Brian, and everybody follow him. So I'd like to see hopefully one of those come to fruition uh, here because we would love to always expand the 2023 class to this point. Uh, and it's it's cool to see that we could maybe have Kennard out of classmates with this potential. So keep an eye out for those two names to John Brown and Sheridan Sharp to John, maybe more recently in a commitment, but Sheridan for more potential of actually happening. Noah, 
another one for the 2023 class. We thought we had a, a big chance on, and that was NJ Thomas. Found out recently, Noah, that he was uh, transferring to private school and going that whole that whole crazy route that we know that guys can stay another year and groom themselves that route and stay back. And Noah, that begs us to uh, wonder that he's trying to look for bigger options that even if we were close to him, he didn't want to sell himself short and settle to an extent. And Noah, this is something we see a lot and it means he's really good and has the potential to do it. And again, thinking that he he does want to go somewhere big, and at the end of the day, we can't blame him. But it's it's one we'll end up missing out on. We'll think, but uh, you know, it's probably the best thing for him over time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he had the bigger offers. He visited Vanderbilt, had an Oklahoma State offer. Um, just I guess he's looking for more. I mean, he was on the Class Five A um, state of Texas all 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 state team i mean uh, i don't know exactly where the misconception is or obviously surprised none of the in-state texas schools got involved on him but especially at texas tech that usually takes chances on guys like this but interesting to see what happens there so him going to link your prep um interesting to see if it works out in the end for him because that's a risk he's going to take and hopefully he develops the correct way because that was definitely the guy um, for 2023. I was looking to add, but him making this move is probably better for him in the, in the future. Yeah. Again, I mean, you just you never want to sell yourself short. I mean, put ourselves in those shoes again. It's like, man, go as big as you can, even though it doesn't always work out for everybody. He could next thing, you know, end up in the portal. You don't, can't go too big, and if you go to a really good school, you never know what your production is going to be. We we posted on the thread what his career numbers were, and they were incredible. He could end up being a easy all conference player over the course of time, and like and like the Missouri Valley. But we're obviously not ruling ourselves out. But he he's doing this because he doesn't like his offers right now. Even if he doesn't like a Vanderbilt offer, he's wanting to potentially put it on the road. So we'll keep still keep an eye out for MJ Thomas through this next season, just to see what happens with them. But borderline pencil crossing out for now. So no, let's dive into a little bit through the portal. We'll talk about, I mean, we've only uh, been in on or interested in one guy since we last talked after we'd mentioned Langston. Uh, no, and that's guy who can definitely put the ball in the basket coming from a, I'm not going to say a powerhouse program, but producing guys that are in the portal that are getting looks from crazy schools. And I'll, I'll look back here in a second when I hand it over to you about the what they did as a team because they I don't know what they would have even shot from the field. They were getting up a lot of shots per game. Noah Shamari Allen, 6'4", senior from UMKC. Like I said, he's got a lot of teammates in the portal looking at big schools. And even Shamari, Noah, we're in on him along with other schools, UCF, College of Charleston, and Florida, I'll let you dive into more potentially and some things about him. I mentioned he can put the ball in the net, and we were thinking maybe if you heard a little bit more insight on him as well. He's a guy that comes in, even at 6'4", we mentioned how if we start, guys, if if Trey is 6'2", X is 6'1", and Shamari Allen can put the ball in the basket at 6'4", being a and, we'll, and we know filling the three spots a weird one at the moment because we know we have in-house options that the staff likes to potentially fill that out. But, no, we know there's a lot of spots to still fill. You need to go get guys who can score. 
We mentioned how we do want power five guys, all depending upon what happens with that. Uh, but Noah Shamari Allen can definitely score and would like, would like to have him, even if it's just for one year, he fits that bill. Yeah, definitely think this is a guy that is a high priority for the staff. Um, I think you're right. He'd fit right in at that three spot, even though it'd be smaller, um, a smaller three spot, but this guy, second team, all summit league, second Second team all defensive in the Summit League. Appeared in 29 games, making 28 starts. Missed the final three games due to injury. Played 35 minutes a game, averaged 17 points on 41% shooting. Adding five rebounds, three assists, two steals per game. Um, this is a guy that ranked top 10 in the Summit League in field goal percentage, free throws made, minutes per game, points per game. And he was first in steal, steals per game. Ranked in the top 100 in NCAA in free throw attempts. Minutes per game, steals, and steals per game. So, a lot of guy. This is a guy that I don't know how we were seeing all these guys in the portal. I know this; they didn't have a very good season, but they have some guys that are getting major looks right now. This is a guy where should be a high priority, and if it can if it can happen, I'd love to get him for his his final year and to really make us back in the talks for contentions in the league next year. Yeah, he shared the scoring with one of his teammates at 17 a game, and they have a lot of other guys, as we mentioned, getting big looks. And it's crazy. I mean, it's it's one thing, you know, if you have talent and can score, that doesn't mean it's going to translate to win. So they had a full team of it. But you're right, definitely. And in his final year, like I said, these are, these are guys with one year left we would like to add. Uh, and even through his Twitter, we talk about, you know, who's following who and how big of a deal that is. Nobody on the staff follows him to this point. You mentioned there is still – there is really good interest no matter what Twitter shows, and you, you went through all the stuff there. I mean, he's got a lot of talent and thinking you know, even at that mid-major level, you come to Missouri Valley at this mid-major level. We talk about all the time. No matter where you come from, what you can do in the Valley, if you watch – if we watch tape on these guys and what they could potentially do, it's all an assumptions and it's all just with the eye test, thinking what guys can do. This guy can definitely do that here. Yes, he did miss the final three games due to injury but has teams like Penn State, uh, Hofstra. I mentioned the other the other two, New Mexico State, Richmond as well with Western Kentucky. So on a list with some good schools, obviously a lot of power five, some big 10 SEC schools. So we'll keep an eye out for that one. Uh, he could be someone over time they end up uh, going towards and filling that spot. It's all the way and see. We mentioned the three spots a little weird because we know they're high on Anthony Ferguson. We've had a lot of combos amongst ourselves about him and the potential of that, but never want to, you know, settle in that regard. We know he'd be good and we'll take it, but you definitely with four more spots to fill, you need to go get guys and not, uh, you know, you need to do your due diligence as we've said multiple times. So Shamari Allen's the only more recent interest. No, let's dive into the guys that went elsewhere since then. I'll just run through them quickly. Kobe Knox, who I liked from the get-go ever since we were in on him. You know, he was on that Grand Canyon team that made the tournament, gave Gonzaga a run at some point in that game, uh, and played well. He only averaged like five points a game, but he was also a true freshman, and he has a lot of tools. And it, it stinks to see him leave. And you, I remember seeing a USF uh, uh, visit, and as soon as he went there, you knew it was going to be the case. They have a new coach, and he was sold immediately. Gets to play in the American which is good competition for him. He will be really good. By the time he's a senior, he will be really, really good. So that's one I'm disappointed in. Malik Tedwell, as we know, good score coming from Division two, a 20-point score, a big old bowling ball out there on the court. Some other Valley teams ran on him as we 
And he was one of the few, obviously, that hadn't on our list that hadn't committed anywhere, but he's now going to Georgia Southern with uh, Avante Parker and stuff. So they're doing well at the program there. Also, Mike Meadows, we were in on recently late in that process. He's committed to Cal. We'll get to another player that went there. Uh, they're building something for sure after being one of the worst D1 teams last year. Mayum Boom, who I saw yesterday, committed back in April to South Dakota. We knew there wasn't a whole lot of real interest there just because he was on our thread. Ricky Bradley Jr., we haven't talked about in forever, kind of pushed him to the side. A lot of those guys at the beginning, DeAnthony fit that. All the first initial guys, people we just never heard about over time, forget about. He's going to Georgia State. Dawson Baker had a cup of tea with him in terms of interest. He's going to BYU. He was going big the whole time. Kareem Thompson, a good player out of Oral Roberts. Um, you know, they lost their coach, but he's he's back to committed to staying there. He withdrew his name. No, here's here's a couple we'll dive into. I'll let's pass it over because we can confirm Josiah, uh, Josiah Alec, who we saw uh, had an injury or had surgery recently, but he did, you know, everything that we heard about him, about maybe if he visited, that came true, and he went to a place that we, uh, that we honestly the whole time knew he was going to go. But it's good to hear some confirmation on that, Noah, and then dive into the other guy that went to Cal, someone who we – would have also thought had a cup of tea of interest, but we knew it was just way too out of our reach. Yeah, that'd be Jalen Tyson coming from Texas Tech. Um, a lot of a lot of a certain person tried to put his name out there, saying that he's not saying it's going to happen, but a name to watch, and just knew it was too good to be true from the start. I mean, he's headed to Cal, which um, the Utah Valley coach is building a heck of a roster there with transfer portal that's all it takes nowadays with the portal the way it is you can re you can get a new job at a higher level and rebuild it pretty quickly so um yeah unsurprising that josiah took a visit but um kudos whoever had the connections to let him get him on campus um, because he visited san diego state who was just in the title game in his home state nebraska so that's crazy. We he gave us the time of day. Absolutely, whoever has that connection, good job. But yeah, Jalen Tyson to Cal. Um, shock, it's not shocking. He got the crystal ball like two weeks ago. I don't know what took him so long um, to commit. Yeah, some of these guys just need to go on and and decide if they definitely know where they're going this whole time. We know they do the whole process and such. So we knew they had no shot at him. Josiah fit the to fit the bill with Langston on. Maybe we thought Langston clearly had a better shot, but they were fighting for the four spot for us. And now we have a new guy, as we've said, to hone in on. But yeah, did uh, get the official that he did visit. Um, no, no, let's get around the valley and then we'll get another, we'll get a, a mailbag topic at the end of this. Uh, we'll talk and I'll hand it over to you. I'll get the ones that I have on here and you can dive into what, you know, other ones that's not on here that Valley teams have done at this point. The biggest ones. That I could think of in building this over time here was one that recently, you know, in the last couple of days, because we talk about it endlessly, and the team that Illinois State has built, what's the status of Kendall Lewis? Uh, you know, we we never officially knew. He never like we know some guys might have the option, or or might go ahead and just say what they're doing. They might say on Twitter, "Hey, I'm back." You know, I'm not going to use my grad transfer year to go somewhere like we know our guy did. Never saw any of that. From- Kendall Lewis, we knew that he was the same age as those guys. Remember recruiting him back in the day, the blah, blah, blah. He stuck true to what Illinois State's done. Noah, with his fifth year, we knew all along it was the case. We didn't know if he was going through the pro process or anything. 
it, it's easy to tell some things whenever a certain Twitter account is tweeting about you, wishing you happy birthday. But no, we saw recently he was with a couple other of his teammates, Malachi Poindexter, Sissoko, and Luke Kasubke, among others, at a recent Illinois State softball game, wearing the attire. So you just know that he's back. And we're, I mean, they built a heck of a forward room if you keep Kendall on board. No, that's, of course, not of the, the best news for us, knowing how great of a player Kendall is. Uh, that one and then those other ones you see and other ones you know around the Valley happening. Definitely Kendall Lewis returning, though. I guess it's not still a 1,000% official. We know it is. No one's posting about it. I guess no one will. But, no, that's notable. And, like I said, you can get to the other ones here. Yeah, definitely. Um, been really waiting for him to make make – make that announcement, but it never happened. So assuming he is still staying and just staying on the Illinois state um, topic, we talked about Brandon Lieb coming there. Um, that's a big one from Illinois to getting their big, big presence since they lost their whole big room. Um, obviously Dalton Banks, we know he's there transferring in Jordan Davis, um, a guy that's from university of Wisconsin, um, everybody knows his brother that's now in the NBA playing for the Wizards. Um, five points a game from there. Then their newest one, Miles Foster, coming a six six eight forward coming from Monmouth, um, is a really good get for Peden. I really like what he's done in year two already, taking advantage of the portal. Um, really good get for Coach Peden. I think just in year two, the way he's – bringing in three freshmen then where he built his roster last year. He's done a really nice job. So that's one to watch out for. Um, some others that we know about, we know Will Shavers, North Carolina transferred, committed to Belmont. He decommitted, reopened his recruitment. So that's an interesting one. Um, see where he either, maybe he could always, always go back there, but it seems like he had a change of heart. Um, coming back towards home. Um, we know John A. player Isaiah Stafford um, is headed to Valpo, so that's a really good get for Roger Powell. Um, another one they got, we we mentioned a little bit, he got his first commitment right before – they got one before us, but he got Central Michigan guy Ola Ajaboy. Really good get for him, like his upside, has some eligibility. Um, then Drake – Got one yesterday. Um, really probably led to us getting Trey Miller because he was planning on taking visits to that school, but they get a Cal State Northridge transfer. Um, and six, six one guard, his name slipped my mind here. Um, really quickly if I can find him, but they get a six one guard that scored 16 points a game. Um, I really like his really like what they got there in him, but not sure exactly coming from a really bad team in Cal State, Cal State Northridge, and um, just scoring that much. I know he can score, but Anton Wright is his name. I I like that kid. I think he'll probably start over in Wright, but he may be a guy that comes off the bench the way he can score. So we'll see what happens there. So hasn't been a lot of others around the valley. I know Antonio Thomas is back in the – if you guys remember him from Bradley, he is now going to Evansville. So Evansville's starting to put, put together a roster. Um, 
then we we know throughout that we've mentioned all the others so it's been pretty quiet last couple of weeks for the valley but there's been some transfers here here and there yeah even if it's you know it, it's that time now where everybody else cools off and we heat up and it's just in terms of adding people we know like we said everybody has almost added their whole rosters to this point outside of like murray states of the world and obviously valpo with the new coach but they have added the Central Michigan transfer, and then, as you mentioned, Isaiah Stafford, which we would have loved to have here down the street from John A. We've had that JUCO topic multiple times. But, yeah, and right. I mean, we've talked about, you know, if we have Langston as an example, a power five guy who only averaged two, he could come here and average 10. and right, you know, 17 a game. They said he dropped like 40-something in a game this year. He was steady in the 20s a lot of the time that – uh, he is like a scoring point guard, 6'1", only 160 pounds. Uh, he is a guy we'll have to look for getting shots. We talked about, you know, he's on a team now with Tucker DeVries and Ethan Roberts. It's going to be hard to get shots up there. But, you know, that number will go down to definitely around 10. I like to think because we've talked about how Drake's going to play next year without those veterans and how they play there. We talked about they can do four out, one in. If Brody's back, there's no Sturts clogging up the, the paint anymore. He's not going to live at the three-point three line. Roman Penn doesn't sh- didn't shoot a whole lot. So they just provide themselves with scoring from the outside. You know, I think he could get a lot of shots up. You know, Tucker and Ethan can't shoot every single possession he could. But Aiden will get shots up, so that is someone. And he's got a lot of eligibility as well. So we'll see how his game translates over time. No doubt about it. Uh, Real quickly, we saw today that Suzuki Athletics talked about or came out with this Paw Pass, which is three teams, one ticket for one price, subscribing for just 15 bucks a month and uh, the number for an entire season. No, this is this is an interesting one we've talked about. There's an article, and we retweeted it, of Tim Leonard talking about the avenues for it, uh, things they can do for men and women's basketball as well as – uh, football. So you said for about 180 bucks per year, 1499 per month are given roughly $5 per game and become a three sport season ticket holder. No, this is something we really haven't seen, or you can provide another example that you've seen it before. And even an old friend who we miss dearly had it and, and mentioned that, that it, they've done something similar to it before. And we don't know why they would come out with this. They definitely want people to show up to games, but it definitely helps the fan base in order to get to all these games uh, for for an interesting price. You no, know, the Paul Pass is new for people, uh, starting with football, obviously, because it comes before the basketball sports. Yeah, definitely, definitely an interesting offer. I think a lot of hopefully a lot of fans take advantage of it. I mean, it's a lot cheaper than season tickets. Um, Todd Hefferman did say that Paul Pass was originally only for women's sports, softball, women's basketball, and volleyball. Um, I think, I mean, paying fit, say you, if you buy, if you buy two tickets and that's 30 bucks a month, I mean, you're paying 360. That's a lot cheaper than season tickets, especially for all sports, but it's definitely an offer to look, look into. Um, I don't know, maybe this is just a new thing or maybe season ticket sales or something's down and they want to, get some more numbers up definitely something to look into if you guys are interested to see every home game yeah they said seat locations will vary and are selected by the ticket office we were talking about that earlier where they could be 
Uh, and then it says it will renew for the next season, 24-25, May 1st of next year. And then it says the NCAA playoffs for football and postseason tournaments hosted by SAU men or women's aren't uh, included in the subscription as well. So it is definitely interesting. We retweeted it, guys. If sure a lot of people will be doing this. We talked about if we'll lose money for you know the revenue brought in for. We we're talking about, well, can a lot of it is this something that could fill in with NIL as well? But it's definitely more towards, and not everybody, I'd say the majority of people won't do it because there's a lot of people to take into account but definitely a lot of people will enjoy doing that over time there so wanted to get that in there it's something that came out today you know other things that we've seen just in terms of other people going to other conferences someone that we know we play annually that's SEMO they added Braxton Stacker and as we know we ran on him before he committed to Murray uh he got his freshman year wasted this year as well playing in garbage time this year uh he would have been obviously awesome to have. He's one of those eligibility guys we love. Him and his teammate Jackson Edwards, who hasn't committed anywhere yet. No, Braxton Stacker to Seymour, we know they've lost a lot of guys. And uh, he's a good talent that Brad Corn's going to get in there and, and groom over time here. Your thoughts on that? And and then uh, just if you see anything else, you know, we know we always talk about teams that added somebody. I think SLU added somebody. You don't have to really talk about that, but – it's stuff like that, and Simo gets a, 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 a talent like Braxton Stacker. That's a good job by Brad Corn. Definitely. Going back to his home state of Missouri, um, I thought we would show maybe some interest in him since he, we were in on him so really – we were really in on him late in his recruitment, him, him visiting, um, tweeting out to visit pictures and at a high school. But really good get for for an OVC school, I mean – what Brad's done. He hasn't done much in the portal. Still waiting to see. Maybe I think there's a potential of Philip Russell going back there. He hasn't even went anywhere yet, and there's nothing shown that he's visited or what his list is. So be interesting to see um, if he can, if they get Philip Russell back, add Stacker and some other guys. Um, be really interesting to see what he does another year. Just some other things I did see just today that um, UIC and Little Rock are starting a home-and-home home series, so that's one to watch out for. Um, we know Little Rock's really down, so UIC picking up maybe probably another win on their on their schedule. So um, not a lot of other things happening. Um, wonder, just thinking of Jackson Edwards, wonder where he's going to end up. I wonder if we could get it. Indianapolis guy in Sheridan Sharp that he wouldn't have any interest in coming here, but definitely think taking a risk on a guy like that would be definitely worth it, especially he was already in conference. He played a little bit, but getting that untapped potential, adding him into the room with AJ and Kadard, those three wings would be really nice. No doubt about it. And you, you said Little Rock, interestingly enough, yeah, you know, people are in our DMs, players thinking that we're one of those uh, that we're one of those accounts just because we tweet about certain people and we told them, hey, just get in touch with the staff. We're just a fan account. Uh, just thinking of a lot more of these options you're right. We'll take, and we mentioned, we'll take any talent potentially, take risks left and right, anything. So that segued me into our final topic here, Noah. And, you know, it, it was a mailbag talking amongst whatever and even us talking amongst ourselves thinking of so far here. Um, and we would have really done this even, like we said, we wouldn't have came to you guys until we got someone, and here we are today. So we'll have the topic of uh, best portal ads so far amongst Valley teams. We'll do like a 
a top five and whether we're picking, you know, you know, our own top fives, I think we'll agree on most, you know, you have the list, you can read off some that would stick out to you. And, you know, we already know some of the names and it's, it's important because like we've said, it's going to be another fun newcomer season next year. A lot more spots to fill. A lot of people up for these awards. We're hoping Trey Miller can, ho- you know, hopefully work his way and everyone else we would add, but no other people have added almost their full rosters. A lot of good players, we would initially come up with a top five of best transfers so far in the Valley of the names we could fill out. So there's a decent amount of them and we'll, we'll try to narrow those down. You can start it off and name a couple. Yeah, definitely think he's in the top two or, or definitely top three. I think Ethan Roberts for Drake is a really good gift for them. Um, wherever you pencil him in at, that would be a really good get. Um, I think you have to add Isaiah Rivera from Colorado State to UIC in there. He's in the top top three easily. I think Ethan and him probably you could flip one, two. I like those two a lot. Um, some other names, um, always interesting to see Malik Dia, an SEC guy from Vandy, stay in the same town and go to and go to Belmont. That's an interesting name to watch out for the top five. Um, Ryan Conwell in Indiana State definitely think could be in some contention and probably the other name I would round out um, the top five with but potential impact is as Cesar Edwards Xavier transfer seven footer going to Missouri State um, if I were to put him in order I'd probably go Ethan Isaiah Ryan Conwell, probably Edwards, then I'd round out the top five. Um, with who did I say? Forget the other one I said, but or uh, Malik Die at five. So Roberts at one, def- definitely. Um, those those would be my five. I think Edwards or Ethan Roberts right next to Tucker. Those that duo is going to be tough for us defensively. Um, we don't have a lot of size to throw at them. It's going to be AJ um, or Troy potentially guarding those guys. So we'll see what happens there, but definitely Ethan Roberts, my one. Um, but I like Edwards for Missouri state seven footer from Xavier. Um, like his potential only a sophomore last year for Xavier. So some untapped potential right there for Dana Ford. Yeah. Him there because we talked about, you know, filling Mogbo's shoes isn't easy. And we're surprised seeing him go. We thought he was going to Murray, going to San Francisco. We said that on the last one. But filling his spot, we we mentioned how we think maybe Dawson Carper's back for them. So they need those other bigs besides guys like Richnall and, uh, you know, people like that filling that. So, yeah, if you get a guy from there, you know, Dana Ford's going to add him in to be a pivotal part, he, you know, he's a guard and forward heavy team. If he gets a guy that just does a certain job uh, and has somewhat of, you know, you mentioned seven foot, so he's going to have multiple qualities, maybe not as athletic or something, but definitely talented. If he's, if he's coming from there, you know, even you could base it off of potential fit, like definitely Ethan Roberts, I agree is number one. Uh, just trying to think of, we mentioned how the, the shot selection, because even if you put eight and right in there, just if you're just going off of just scoring, even though we know he's coming from a smaller school, you never know how it can translate. His scoring is going to go down because he's playing with Tucker. Don't think that's going to be the case with Ethan. They're all going to get their healthy amount of shots. Uh, Ethan's definitely up there. 
Um, and everyone you said, honestly, is, I mean, UIC lost almost all their guards besides getting Marquise Kennedy in there. Isaiah Rivera definitely has to be pivotal for them. And uh, Yakovich can definitely manage. Trey Anderson had an awesome year and Jalen Jackson came on at the end of the season. He knows how to work guards. Definitely going to come in here and do his thing. Uh, definitely because, you know, now that Shavers is at Belmont and just talk about their bigs, we saw that Evan Bronze officially got signed with Iowa today. That's uh, old boy from Vanderbilt's definitely going to have to play a pivotal, pivotal part for them and kind of do his job with the other talent they have there. So it's in terms of like their role and their potential impact, where they're coming from, what they averaged elsewhere, uh, it's not really much until we see it all play out. Uh, and even Marquette kid from Bradley, even thinking of uh, uh, some of the other guys they've added, um, you know, that uh, Eastern Illinois big, that uh, watch, watching tape on him, he's a big body that can score in the paint with ease. We talk about how – I mean, they got to fill the center position with rink if they're not sold on that other international young kid. And then Malavai, who could play center, as we know, just filling that spot for them. Uh, interesting to see how they fill those roles. I mean, even Jordan Davis going – to Illinois State, and with Kendall back and Miles Foster and Lee, it's like they're going to be really good at forward again. I was watching Jordan Davis's tape earlier when I got back in preparation just for this or before we came on here. And, uh, you know, he he thrives in second-chance points because a lot of the first couple highlights of on transfer tapes for Jordan Davis is getting his own offensive rebounds or someone else getting them and hitting him for either – you know, a layup or a three, he's really good on backdoor cuts. He'll literally cut with ease and score, and he'll hit almost any three he takes according to his tape. So he's a guy – you mentioned Johnny Davis's brother coming from Wisconsin, five points a game. He's coming from Wisconsin. You think, again, all these guys, depending upon if they come here from big schools or low schools, what they're – you know, their scoring can translate or get – get higher and he's got a couple of years left for him as well. So even guys like that, that I think will impact, I guess it's all about fit because no matter guards and forwards on Illinois state, how it all meshes together with that. So all the way and see, I definitely agree with most of your five and there's a lot of other good ones. Even that's portal guys and not even including 2023 guys, which we mentioned uh, not a whole lot of, we were trying to iron it out. 2023 guys are going to be a lot of role players next year, bench players, uh, there'll be some that earn their way to starting jobs. We were talking about them all that they're blocked by a lot of guys that we know those teams are using to win now. So it's all a wait and see. Uh, I do like your list and those are just a short list of guys. Like I said, it's going to be a fun newcomer league next year. A lot to iron out. Like I said, hopefully Trey Miller can work his way into those conversations just for us. And we're saying it because he, he's added today. We have four other spots to fill of guys that, can hopefully do that because, like we said, Marcus was a newcomer of the year's freshman year. We haven't had anybody on that list since then. So uh, uh, so that's what we wanted to end it. Was, it's been a topic. It's a fun topic. We'll continue to have it over the offseason, like I said, if we include the guys we add on here. So, Noah, the, the main part of this was adding Trey Miller. Uh, like I said, it's the first domino to fall out of all this, uh, and we really like him with his eligibility, everything we've already said. So this was the main part of all of this. We'll hopefully have something over time here that can discuss – more and more things and more and more additions, hopefully on the next one. Like I said, one's on the cusp. I know this one's based on Trey Miller. Glad to have him. Your final thoughts. Yeah, definitely um, excited for the opportunity he's going to have here. Um, the three years um, coming here off a true, pretty good true freshman season. So um, see what we bring him in here and let Brian Mullins and Javon Mamon and the staff and Jarrett's 
and Brendan get a hold of him and get him in get him in the weight room and see what untapped potentials there um and see what he brings maybe he starts maybe he's that six man we'll see what happens cuz He's the first domino, and there's four more that need to knock down to set this roster going. So um, we thought potentially we could have one during this podcast that has not happened yet. So looking like it probably be pushed back to, I'd say, later this week. So we might come come to you guys later this week. We may not. 